Blog Talk Radio. And now, here's your host, William Powell. The King of DC Media. Welcome everyone to the fourth annual Inside Acting Radio Show Super Bowl Special. I am your host from the East Coast with more soul than he can control, William Powell, a.k.a. the king of D.C. media. I've got several special guests calling in tonight, including David DiLorenzo, formerly of NFL Films and a sports talk show host, actor Patrick Cole, who was inducted into the Semi-Pro Football Hall of Fame in Palm Springs, California, back in January 10th. 2014, also sports writer and old pal Andy Arnold, actresses Linda Whiting, Simone Walker, Jason Nicole, and Sherry McCain, and from the Five Heartbeats movie, Tico Wells, also actor Brian Smith, and many, many more. We're here to talk about Super Bowl 51 down in Atlanta, which kicks off this Sunday at 6.30 p.m., and as always, we talk about acting. Find this show on Twitter at handle inside on the bar acting. To advertise on the show, you can contact me at William400 at yahoo.com. You can also find us on iTunes, and the handle there is inside acting with an exclamation point. All right. Okay. So I see that uh, Andy and uh, David's on the line, and also uh, Patrick, I see there, is on the line. And I also believe that uh, Sherry has joined us as well, and also Tico Wells. So, folks, the, the, the switchboards are just lighting up. So let me go ahead and bring people on in. Hey, William, how are you, everybody. my friend? Hello. Hey, David, yes, yes. Andy's right. in the house. Hey. <laughs> All well? right, Andy. <laughs> yeah, I look forward All to right. this every year, William, I really do. Excellent. Thanks for coming back on the show. Are you there, Sherry? Yeah, I'm here. Okay, you there, Tico? I, I see you on the line. West Coast Redskins, West Coast. <laughs> Tico Wells. I see Andy's on the line there. Thanks for coming on again. No problem. All right, all right, exactly, exactly. And Patrick. Yes, sir. Excellent, man. Excellent. All right. Okay. Wow. Wow. This is really going to be fantastic. So, you know, Patrick, I know you played the game, and you told me that uh, you you missed this game so much. I mean, what what's some of the emotions that you're going through anticipating this big game? Well, I I, I uh, the emotions I go through is uh, I'll tell you, the Super Bowl is is, is really rough because I you know I try to. So I always wanted to play in that game, you know, since I was a kid. And, um, you know, I miss, the, I miss the crowd noise from playing the game. I mean, the uh, all the hoopla, you know, um, the crowd really gets me up. So I, that's what I really miss, the crowd and the contact. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> I see Brian has joined us. Let me, let me bring uh... – Brian Smith on the air. Hey, Brian. Hey, Will. What's up? How's everything going? All right. Say hi to, hi to everybody. Hey, everybody. Um, hey, Brian. Fellow actor here. All right. All right. Okay. Excellent. Excellent. 
You know, I think this is going to be uh, one of the most competitive uh, Super Bowls ever. So, uh, Andy, what's your take mm-hmm. on that? I'm looking at the Patriots to win it. Defense wins championships, and they've had a strong defense all year. Absolutely. Absolutely. There you go. There you go. So, uh, you know, David, I'm going to go to you. What's been the key to New England's success over these years? Uh, well, I think it's like uh, it's just consistency. <clears throat> Excuse me. It's ironic that today happens to be Groundhog Day because the movie is on right now on the AMC channel. I've had it on all day just to get ready for this game because hopefully it'll be like over and over and over again, five championships in the last, uh, you know, 15 years, uh, seven Super Bowls for Tom Brady. Uh, you know, he's just uh, he's he's a workaholic. The guy, he just loves to be meticulous. I think in any business you're in, whether you're acting, you're working as an accountant or a lawyer, following uh, Tom Brady's lead uh, can't be a, such a bad thing. Right, exactly. So, Tico, I'm going to go to you. You're probably uh, – who are you rooting for? Probably Atlanta, huh? Why do you say that? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you look like an Atlanta man. Because of the NFC? Because of the NFC? <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> now, you know, um, I, you know, I could care less, really, to tell you the truth. Um, I've been to four, I've been to three Super Bowls, and uh, I've only seen four teams. I saw the Philadelphia Eagles, I saw the Carolina Panthers, and I saw the New York Giants. Guess who the other team was? <laughs> Patriots, I'm guessing. Um, yeah, and the one year they were going, they were going undefeated. I wanted them to win so that another team, other than the Miami Dolphins, who beat my Washington Redskins, could have right. an undefeated season, and that got messed up. So, nah, um, I don't know. The Patriots are just—I don't know what they're doing, man. They're doing something special. They got Tom Brady, who's just a machine. Um. You know, it's a toss-up. I, I kind of favor the Patriots. Anything could happen. Uh, the Falcons had a great season, under, kind of under the radar, too. But uh, two good teams, two really good teams. And I don't go by that thing, defense wins championships. If you can't score, you can have the baddest defense in the world. But, uh, you know, you got to score, too. Yeah, that's true. there you go. Yes. I think so the X Factor is going to be so what's Julio your, Jones. Your, uh, interest in the nope. game? Are you a football fan? Or are you more interested in commercials? Cool. Hello. Yeah, I'm sorry. I was I was over I was talking over someone. I'm sorry. And when you, you might have asked someone a question, go ahead to repeat yourself. Oh yeah, uh, Sherry. Yeah. Oh I'm yeah. Here. So I was asking you about uh, your interest in the game. Um. Not, not really, but I, I'm I'm here. I mean, if I I I, I vote for um Atlanta, I, I want to see somebody new win. Okay, okay, <laughs> that's right, that's right. Excellent, excellent, fantastic. So now, Brian, uh, I'm a, I'm gonna throw a hypothetical question out there. So, uh, in commercials. Sure. Who do you think would be who do you think would be a better actor in commercials, uh 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 Matt Ryan or or Tom Brady? Oh man, probably Matt Ryan. Matt seems to have a little bit more of a 
cool swagger than, let's say, Tom Brady. Tom, Tom is more efficient. He'll get the job done. Probably sell your product, but I would really like to see Matt, you know, do a couple of commercials as far as some um, some off the line, off of non-sport products. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, and everybody's uh, everybody keeps talking about uh, Peyton Manning and those annoying uh, insurance uh, company commercials. <laughs> uh, I don't. He keeps getting hired. Yeah, he's he's going to continue to get hired too, as as far as I can tell. <laughs> yeah, that comes to playing in the Big Apple. Yeah, bigger bigger markets and everything. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Tico, I'm gonna go back to you, man. So you you're my uh, receiver and cornerback. Uh, uh, you're obsessed with those matchups. So talk about Julio Jones and Chris Hogan. Ha, Chris Hogan. Um, I saw him on a Monday night game, I think, um, back in December. Catch a touchdown. That's that's the Patriots receiver you're talking about, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. For some reason, the Patriots seem to pick up uh, Caucasian players that just dominate, man. I don't know what... Belichick has found, but he picks up these white guys at, at, at receiver when most teams won't even touch a wide receiver. It's a, it's, a, it's a kind of funny racism going on there, but he does it. You know, from Wes Welker to Julian Edelman to uh, 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 Amendola, and now this kid, uh, Hogan, I mean, he's, he's been showing off. Um Julio Jones, as everybody knows, is a stud. He did hurt his foot, so um, hopefully he'll be all right. Um, You know, it's just the NFL is just packed with talent. I mean, the level of talent, even on the Cleveland Browns, even on the Cleveland Browns, they got some players on Cleveland. But the NFL is at such a high level right now. It's amazing to me. Yeah, it's funny you say that. Go ahead. I'll say when you get to that level, the NFL players, I mean, people don't realize unless you've been to a game, you know, you might see it live or from the sidelines, how big and quick and fast and efficient these guys are. I mean, they're moving in fast motion and catching a ball being thrown by somebody at, you know, 40, 50 miles an hour. Uh, and, it's, and then they get it. And then once they catch it, they have to survive the contact. But not only that, a lot of them have so many great abilities, you know, for the yards after the catch and, and so forth. And, uh, it's amazing, and I think if the Patriots' offense was a um, an episode of Big Bang Theory, it would be the Caucasian manifestation. No. So, just <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's funny. Just throw a little actor gig Chris in Hogan. there. I like I like Hogan. Now Hogan, yep. he said they said he was uh, first team All ECAC at Penn State a senior year in lacrosse. Actually, went to Monmouth University, kicked around yep. with like. Frisco, New York, uh, the Dolphins, the Bills, and he came uh, to New England last spring. He's been great ever since. Uh, I wonder if those teams had a quarterback that could get him the ball. I mean, Brady seems to be able to spread his offense, whether it's a man-to-man or any kind of Tampa 2 or whatever, you're playing the zone, you know, with anything. He seems to be able to break it down, and these players are taught to keep moving until you're open and find a hole in the zone and 
And, uh, and that's, this, this is all without Gronkowski on the, on the field as well. Well, it's not just Brady either. Remember the first few games of the season when you had the backups playing? They were yep. doing the same things. Yep. Yeah, Garoppolo. It's not like New England that. was struggling at the beginning of the season. They were winning then too. There's a, there's always a little theory that um, is it Tom Brady or is it the Belichick system? And right. it seems to be a little bit of a mix to where Tom Brady is the Belichick system, but at the end of the day the Belichick system is the reason why Tom Brady is Tom Brady. Right. What came so, first, the chicken or the egg? It's exactly. <laughs> yeah. Well, look, uh, yeah, yeah, Tom you, you Brady know, Belichick's been around forever. He was in the, uh, you know, with the Giants 30 years ago. Even back then, he could slow down teams like uh, Jim Kelly's Buffalo Bills. I mean, that, that uh, game plan from that Super Bowl is in the Hall of Fame. I mean, he's, he's good at slowing down uh, – Slowing down, uh, you know, offensive juggernauts. So, Patrick, so what do you think about that? I mean, why, how are they? Why are they so good at that? Well, I'm, I'm going to first say this. I'm picking uh, Atlanta for the upset, and reason why being is a, a lot of uh, people um, discounted Atlanta this season. A lot of people slept on Atlanta this season. Uh, Atlanta has a very powerful offense, just as powerful as the. Uh, Patriots, and I know everybody keeps saying the Patriots defense, Patriots defense, but Atlanta has uh, really found the uh, the action button for their uh, offense this year. And um, if they play like they've been playing the whole season on Sunday, I think they have a good chance of scoring more points than the Patriots because that's what it's going to come down to who scores the last. And um, I think Atlanta's offense is more of a juggernaut than the Patriots' offense uh, right now. Then where were they all season? Where were who all season? <laughs> the Falcons. The numbers just don't bear that out. Yeah, but but it does. It doesn't matter. They're in a big game, ain't they? <laughs> it's, it's it's not about the numbers. It's, a, it's not about the numbers. It's about if you win the game. You know, sometimes exactly. all, wins, all wins don't come pretty. Some wins are ugly. But as long as you win, that's all that matters. And um, I'm picking them for the upset on Sunday because their offense is going to uh, do the job. I'm kind of wondering I'm kind of wondering if uh, the, the week off has affected the Atlanta Falcons and then this also being their first time in the big show with the, with the system, that, with the team that they have now. And Brady's experience with being there before, as far as you know, would Atlanta be able to show up and uh, do what they've been doing in the playoffs? That's what I'm wondering. Hey, you uh, know what? Just just like just like my man said on uh, on um, in, on the NFL today, uh, the receiver for the Ravens, um, number 89, Smitty. Mm-hmm. Uh, just like yeah, he said, it doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't matter about experience. It matters about if, who has the hot hand, you know. Right now, Atlanta offense has the hot hand. Mm. You know, they're really hot right now. And Julio Jones is a beast. And I don't think, you know, that they're going to be in the hand of Julio this weekend. And if they do double-team Julio, that means they're, they're leaving the other receivers open. So, right now, if Atlanta's offense wasn't playing this hot, I definitely would be picking the Patriots, but – um, I don't see the Patriots are going to be able to slow down Matt, Matty Ice and uh, Julio Jones. I really don't. 
Did, yeah. uh, when you think, you got to think back real quick. I want to just throw this in there. Um, uh-huh. Go ahead. Okay, I was going to say, when uh, Atlanta got the home field for the championship game because Green Bay went into Dallas and beat Dallas, a lot of people were predicting New England and Dallas in this Super Bowl, and that would have brought a whole different uh, feel to this game with the young guys, Dak Prescott and uh, Ezekiel Elliott you know, and, uh, and, and Des Bryant. We would have been talking about a whole different thing. So maybe Atlanta is looking at this as, wow, there's our, our, our silver slippers right here. We're kind of lucky to get that home field. Maybe we're going to come in and, and, and play well. But maybe, and in some cases, I hear people say about the experience of the Patriots having so many uh, Super Bowls under their belt, 21 players who played just two years ago against Seattle, that maybe Atlanta comes in in the first half, they're so wide-eyed and bushy-tailed that they're excited right. that they fall down to 17-3 to at halftime, and maybe they just can't seem to you know, get it together after that. But you know, it's going to be a great game. There's no question about that. Well, I hope the Falcons stay away from the hookers before the game. <laughs> you know, the last time they were in the Super Bowl, that messed them up bad. Yeah, e- Eugene Robinson, was that Eugene Robinson? Was that who that was? I think it was. Yeah. Yeah. Was that Eugene yeah. Robinson, the linebacker? Yeah. Was that oh, what, that boy. Yeah, it was a back. Yeah, and the thing I know Ooh. about it is that they're already partying down in Atlanta. They've been partying the whole week. I have friends saying they're going to Atlanta just to, just to go to the party. So. That's right. Oh boy! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's keep a, let's keep a good PG thought. Now, last year, everybody said that Carolina was King Kong. You know, and Cam Newton was this and that. He was the the, the second coming of ever. But like, mm-hmm. you know, but for some reason, he they, they fell apart. So, uh, Tico, what's your take on that? Yeah, I, that's funny you mentioned that because you must have read my mind. Last year was such a disappointment for me with Cam Newton and, and the Panthers because uh, they they had no answer for Denver, and, and it looked like Cam got shell-shocked, you know, like he had a lobotomy or something. Yeah. And he hasn't been the same since. He had that de- like that deer-in-the-headlight right. last year. And that, and, uh, that could happen it, it to was sad, You know, it was yep. real sad. Yeah, it's a bigger stage, man. Yeah, I don't bigger know. Stage. I don't know. Matt Ryan has got it. You know, Matt Ryan has been so cool this year. Uh, That's why they call him Matt. You know, I hope he plays Matty well. <laughs> um, but you know, the Super Bowl is a funny thing. The Seattle game against uh, New England was a great game. Last year's mm-hmm. game, I can't say it was a great game. It was like a one-sided Denver defense. Um, yeah, so, yeah. So in that case. Defenses did win a Super Bowl, but they also had Peyton Manning to go ahead and, and slam dunk it when the defense came through. But, um, I, you know, I'm just hoping for a good game. I'm hoping for, uh, you know, uh, uh, um, what's his name? Uh, the running back for New England, uh, uh, Blunt. I mean, uh, Garrett Blunt. Name? Yeah, um, yeah. yeah, yeah Garrett Blunt. Yeah. You know, I, I for some reason I, I like people who get second chances and. And, and really do well. And um, I think with Belichick, you know, I've watched a lot of those uh, football life programs that come on. It's a yep. football life. Yeah. And he goes all the way back to Paul Brown. Not only back to Bill yeah. Parcells, but he was like a water boy or assistant, you know, carried a notebook around dude with Paul Brown. Yeah, his father yeah. played in the so NFL. he's been around for football Brown, for yeah. a long time. Yeah. Long you know, he time. coached the Cleveland Browns. And everybody on his staff made it out like, you know, like bandits and have good positions. 
Right, here's something. Uh, even I gotta throw this yeah. out there. Here's something about Bill Go Belichick. Ahead. He has, uh, I think, 26 uh-huh. or 27 playoff wins, and he has them all with the Patriots except one, and that one was in 1994 against the Patriots here in New England as a coach of the Cleveland Browns. Huh. Wow. So, a playoff game? Wow. A playoff win? Playoff wow. Oh, yeah. First round. First round playoff game. Wow. wow. It wasn't a wild card. I think it was a divisional game. And, uh, wow. Yeah. It might have been a wild card game. But whatever it was, yeah, he came here and beat the Patriots in 1994. Pete Carroll was the coach of the Patriots. Uh, yeah. Of the Patriots, yeah. You know, you I, beat I, him I twice. I throw this nugget out there, too. Is, Patriots, is that the year the Patriots had Sean King? Uh, probably. Uh, listen to this. 19, I'm sorry, 2002, they opened the new stadium here, Gillette Stadium. And since then, since opening day, they've gone 95 wins and one loss when they've had the lead at halftime at home. 95 wow. and one. That's amazing. That is amazing. And the one wow. loss was against yeah, the Jets about three years ago. So... If, uh, wow. if they can approach this wow. game like just any other game. Ocho, yeah. I, always, yeah. it is, I, I always wonder what happened to Ocho Cinco in, in New England. It, it was He went to the Super Bowl, but he hardly played, and it just didn't work out some kind of yeah, way. I don't know what happened. I think yeah, Ocho Cinco anyway was, was a deer in the headlight yeah. Yeah. when he got up there. Um, yeah, I'm not yeah, sure what happened. I mean, a, they a, said he couldn't get the playbook in time or something. Um, yeah, I don't know what yeah, happened. He, 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 he retired with the uh, Montreal Alouettes in Canada. <laughs> did he really? He did what? Really? I didn't know yeah, that. Uh, Ocho Cinco, um, he retired with the Montreal Alouettes in Canada. Huh. Huh. Right. Canadian Football League. Right. Did they win the championship <laughs> or anything? No, they uh, yeah, he got to the playoffs that. one year, and uh, they didn't win the Great Cup in Canada. But he he, he played. Uh, Two, yeah. three more years with Montreal Alouettes, and now now he's done. I hate to say yep. it, I got nervous for him when he got with uh, the girl from uh, Basketball Wise. I was like, oh, no, don't do it, don't do it, don't do it. You did it, you did it, you did it. Whoa, you did it. <laughs> but uh, that's life. We live and learn. Yep. The best of both of them. Well, we hope the best for a competitive game. So, Sherry, I'm going to go back to you. If it's not a competitive game, it's a blowout. Uh, what do you see out there in the media about uh, some of these commercials? Oh, um, I've seen one today. I mean, if these commercials, are they more funny this year? Um, I'm looking forward to the commercials. Um, also, on the game, I wanted to say earlier, you know, if Tom Brady wins, I just hope he retire. I mean, if you look at every history of every team that won, they always give it to somebody that's an unsung story. I mean, he has an unsung story this year. He is the only one that, you know, has the most Super Bowls so far. So, you know, if he do win, there could be a slim chance that is he going to retire or can he keep going? That's a great question. Going. I wonder how long is this guy going to keep playing? They did a uh, preseason interview with him while he was on suspension and asked him how long did the same exact question. He said forever. So he's looking to he's looking to play until his forties. I think he's like thirty seven, thirty eight now. He said the only thing he's worried about is a big like major cut, bleeding or something. He had talked to his doctor, his personal trainer or whatever, and he pretty much said as long as you're not banged up too bad, a, a severe cut, you can play. 
So right. he's 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 that's what he's looking at, man. You get four weeks rest during the beginning of the season, ball out the rest of the year. That might have helped him because he is <laughs> yeah. he's 39 years old. Those four weeks of not getting pounded may just be uh, what exactly. He, uh, you know, what exactly. He well, he, he said he wants to play till he's 50. I played until I was 42, so um, he could be done. I'm off of the lineup, so he could be done. Right. Yeah. Right. Well, there are a couple of adult actresses at Team BJ that are hoping Tom Brady wins. <laughs> they got a little oh. bet going with their uh, Facebook fans, their Twitter <clears throat> fans, rather. That um, they're taking the Fal- they're taking the uh, Falcons, and if uh, if uh, the Patriots win, they're offering fellatio to their uh, fans. I think they film it though. <laughs> uh, you can check this out at hashtag Team BJ. Yeah, we can be certainly, make certainly sure my ex-wife too. is not going to be involved in that. Uh, but anyway, so Patrick, uh, I'm gonna go yeah. back to you, man. Uh, so Patrick, so hey, talk hey, about that. You know, five times it's knocked down everybody um, eventually. So as you as you were playing, you, how, say, did you, how did you keep up in top shape as you got older? Oh, what, oh yeah. Oh, I'm gonna tell you, it's all in what you uh what you eat, and then as you get older, the reason why I was able to play till I was four yeah, nice. too is because um you know. I, I worked out constantly. The older you get, the more you have to work out. And, uh, you have to watch what you do. And it's all about, I did a lot of swimming and a lot of stretching. You know, I did some yoga, and uh, that really, really helped me out. The, uh, the Pilates, the yoga, and the swimming and the stretching. Anything that you can do uh, that's extra when you're older will prolong your career. And I'm not talking about a bunch of pounding on your knees, a bunch of running and lifting. I'm talking about doing stuff like uh, yoga, Pilates, stretching, and swimming, and uh, and a lot of good rest and watch what you eat. And uh, I think you can play, you know, as long as you want. As you got older, excellent. So, Tico, I'm going to go to you. So the the parallel to acting is, you know, ageism in in Hollywood. So, So... what do you see out there in Hollywood with uh, actors of a certain age? I mean, what's some of the challenges? You paying your bills? <laughs> wow. <laughs> hey, but you know, uh, on a, on a not exactly the same line as that. Um, I saw something on uh, first take today where they were talking about Brady being. Uh, 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 acquaintances with or friends with uh, Donald Trump. What do you? How, how, do, how does that? Uh, how does that set with, with people on this on this call? Does it have any any effect on on him? Is he accountable to anything? No. It's, it's no. crazy because yeah, no, you know, a lot of the guys, a lot of people knew Donald before he got to be president. And and you can't even lie. If you were somebody who wanted to do business or real estate. Or anything like that, you probably read a Donald book, and they have it. You know, they have evidence yep. of that at the library, so it ain't like you can say, "Oh, no, no, that won't mean." But the point is, yep. is that you know, a lot of people he had ties to were before his presidency and before he actually showed his behind, as they say. But uh, yeah, yeah, I, 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 you can't fault Tom for knowing Donald before Donald became president. So no, I think if, if Tom Brady was Donald Trump's only friend. That would have a little no, significance, 
but it's not his only yeah. friend. Yeah. <laughs> also, too, also, too, you can I'm not going to be taking up for Donald Trump, but Donald Trump was a football man. You know, he used to own the uh, New Jersey Generals back in the USFL. Yep, Herschel Walker. I remember that. Yep. He, he's the one that signed Herschel Walker for all yep. that money. So, I mean, Donald Trump was, you know, he was a big football guy before all the, you know, before he sold us, you know what. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. What you have to really I'm watch for with Fox. Hey guys, hey guys, I just want to let you know, I am going to build a bridge. I'm going to build a bridge, and um, I mean a, a wall. I'm going to build a wall. It's going to be the most expensive wall ever built, and and it's going to be fabulous. It's going to be fabulous. We're going to have football games there. We're going to have popcorn. It's going to be it's going to be terrific. <laughs> It's going to be around New Jersey. That's a really yeah, he's got that down. That was really good. Yeah, that was good. What they have with the Super Bowl is Bill O'Reilly, who hasn't been a journalist in decades, is going to be interviewing President Trump before the game. And then at halftime, you're going to have Lady Gagag, uh, doing her thing, and if she gets political with gag, them, gag. if she gets really, political at halftime, for the halftime oh, show, like, what I mean, do you think Fox good. is going to do? Uh, lady gag, gag, gag. I don't know. If she does, God only knows. If she does what? Repeat your question. You know, what do you think Fox yeah. will do if she gets political at halftime? Go to commercial. Oh. Yeah, probably go to commercial. Kill the mic, yeah, dim the lights, the get security out there. <laughs> no, I think I think they'll let that run, man, because they they need all the you know. They all the ratings they yeah, yeah, got. Super Bowl. Yeah, remember remember yeah, nipple they game. Had so. since Janet Jackson's rules came out, so yeah. they need some yeah. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. That's right. Yeah, and that was well over ten years ago. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we're due for some more drama. 2003. <laughs> Pretty much. Three. About four or five. You know, there, yeah, there 2004. Is a 2004. Trump, Carolina. That was Carolina. Yo, guys, remember the XFL and how over the top yeah. that was? Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Like yeah. Trump oh, yeah. style. Yeah. <clears throat> Rick Flair. Yeah. yeah. That was like, you know, I think, uh, like WWF. Trump, yeah. you know, it's. Yeah. It, it, William, it's kind of it's kind of weird that um, you know, fo- football is so big, and I love it so much. Uh, but it, it's so weird that uh, political things can happen and it not even affect the Super Bowl whatsoever. Hardly. I mean, this whole ban on 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 these seven countries is is one of the most rude gestures that I think a country could make to the world. And yet, you know, we're a few days out from the Super Bowl and, and the Super Bowl's hype is still at, you know, at a, at a pretty high level compared to the world we live in. And, and I don't know what that speaks to, but uh, it's interesting. Remember what they say, you know, each day has its own victor, and Sunday is his football. <laughs> and, and you know what? Yeah, I like that, sport. yeah. God's yeah. favorite sport is our football. God's favorite sport is football. I mean, that's true. <laughs> I mean, all the stuff going on in football still rises to the top. That means God's favorite sport 
is definitely football. Yeah, there's an old expression yeah. that baseball is America's pastime, but football is America's passion, and that's really what yeah. it comes down to. Yeah. yeah. Well, I know in Washington there have been a lot of times when people were divided, and the Redskins were the only thing that brought us together. And if football mm. can do that, that's pretty good. Yeah, I agree. With football, you. football is a not just America, but it's all over the world. I mean, I mean, I played all over Europe in seven different countries for seven years, and uh, they love it over there too. Yep. You know, Patrick, I, I, I'm thinking about the, the level of of uh, how football is played. I mean, what have you noticed over the years as far as, like, the intensity of play? It seems like football has been, about the last couple of years, it's been more like basketball on grass. I mean, what's your take on that? I couldn't hear you broke up at the end. What did you say? Oh, I was saying that what, what's your take on how the style of football at the professional level has changed? It seems like, you know, talk about concussions and things like that. It seems like it's more like... Uh, basketball on grass and more pass happy. What, what's your take on that? Um, well, as far as the, the concussion part, uh, the only that now that I don't know if you guys seen the movie Concussion with Will Smith, which was a very excellent movie. Will Smith did. I don't give a nobody. That was the best movie I ever seen in my life. Um, that movie uh, really touched on. Um, what happens after football as far as CTE, uh, the habits of your brain, and, you know, that's the only downfall of, uh, of football. But um, as far as, like, what you were talking about, what did you say? You said something about the grass and the what? <laughs> I was saying, I feel like the football is more, more finesse now, more basketball on grass. It's more pass-happy and all this kind of thing. Oh, I mean, wait, have you noticed a big difference from when you played? Yeah. Well, I mean, it's always it's always been that way. Some teams are, are more uh, are more pass-happy, and some some teams are more defensive. Just like the Super Bowl that's going on now. You know, I, I feel that Atlanta has a more pass happy, uh more explosive offense than uh you know, than New England does right now. You know, and uh New England is probably more defensive so it's definitely gonna be a good game. Did you ever play on artificial turf? What's that? Did you ever play on artificial turf? Oh, yeah, I played on, uh, I played on yeah, yeah, they can even turf. Turf. I don't give a I don't give a turf. turf. I played on all of those. Over How does that compare? Well, How does that compare to the grass? I, oh, um, well, of course you move faster on, um, on, uh, on, uh, on, uh, turf than grass. Grass, especially oh. on a rainy, muddy day, I mean, it's like you have cement blocks on your feet, but AstroTurf is definitely going to move a lot faster. And they got this new NFL field turf now, which is definitely better than the old AstroTurf. Yeah, it's kind of like a hybrid. Yes. Excellent, excellent. So we talked about pass happy and running. Uh, There's a guy we overlooked, uh, Devonta Freeman, the running back for Atlanta. So uh, I guess... uh, Tico, I'm gonna go back to you. So, I mean, do you think this guy's gonna have any impact? Well, I think 
I think it's going to be a pass-happy game. Um, he's an excellent back. Um, and both teams can do both things. But I think, you know, you want to get out early. You want to score early on in this game because, um, like the gentleman said earlier, the Patriots don't lose a lot when they're up, you know, after the first half. So I know Atlanta's going to want to score quick. And at the same time, the Patriots have held most teams. Uh, uh, very few teams score on the opening drives against the Patriots. And uh, let's face it, you know, you look at a, a powerhouse like Pittsburgh, they really made the Pittsburgh Steelers look like little boys out there. Yeah, so, they did my Steelers. Uh, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, they and, did them know, bad. We're, we're, uh, we're kind of missing one of the uh, little nuggets that we sometimes overlook this time of year right before the game is there could be a, a turnover or, or a deadly penalty that could hurt somebody on a drive. Say there's a 50-yard pass play. It's called back for holding, or if it's a drop pass in the end zone, like what, that's what killed Pittsburgh when they were down. The guy dropped the pass right in the end zone. He was wide open, and uh, that yeah. deflated them. And then even that play on the on the goal line, where they had to uh, end up eventually kicking a field goal. I mean, that deflated Pittsburgh, and it really pumped up the uh, Patriots. And then the rest, like I said, it was history. So. Uh, yeah, you know, you know again, David, can any can anybody that? name five? Can can anybody name five New England defensive players? Yeah, well, I, I live here, so I can. Uh, Butler. You okay, my, okay, uh, you're disqualified. Uh, I'm disqualified, right? <laughs> Mika, uh, Mikovic is one. Yeah, um, you can't. You stumped me. <laughs> one. <laughs> one. Ah, you got me good. If I was Warner Wolf, I'd go look up the. I, I'd stall and look up the answer. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I mean, but, the Patriots have have created a defense that people are talking, giving rave reviews about, but I don't think most of the country know any of these players except Malcolm Butler because he, you know, right, he made that spectacular play. And, but um, how did you give up Revis? How, how did they give up Revis? Well, I, I, I think he got really a one-year contract, and then he, won, he had won the Super Bowl, one-year contract, they were going to put a franchise tag on him, and he said he didn't want that. He wanted to be a free agent, so they just said, okay, go. And he went back to the Jets, but he really hasn't been a factor since. Interesting how that yeah, happened. Yeah, he's getting old now. Yeah, he well, had a knee Belichick injury. Well, Belichick has a great business model. Yep. You know, you keep Tom Brady, you keep him happy, you keep him paid, and everybody yep. else, when it's time to get paid, you got to go. Well, you know, <laughs> That's right. You know, to that to that story, let me tell you a quick story. Up here in New England, we hear everything. We know, you know, you guys sometimes don't get every story. You know who Mike right, Vrabel is? Right, Mike Vrabel right. caught five passes in his career. All five of them were touchdowns. Touchdown. I think they're all in playoffs and Super Bowls. Well, mm. Robert Kraft uh, at the stadium where he built it pretty much with his own money, and he built this incredible mall right around it. It's called Patriot Place. There's a hotel there's a Bass Pro Shop, there's restaurants, et cetera, stores and everything. And when they were building it, Mike Vrabel came out and said publicly in the papers, uh, the players should be getting a piece of this because we're the ones that helped put this all together. We're the ones that made him, you know, had to make all his money and all this other stuff. He was traded two days later to the Cleveland Browns for a draft pick. 
That's true. Oh story. boy, wow. she, yeah, biting the hands yeah. that feed you. Yeah. Yeah, mm. he I likes trading it. to Cleveland. He he likes trading to Cleveland. He traded uh Willie McGinnis to Cleveland. Right. <laughs> and uh, ties there. Exactly, exactly. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, uh, you know, Robert Kraft, his family, his wife's family, is a company called um, um, International Paper, and they make uh, napkins and plastic forks and plastic cups and so forth, notebooks, newspapers. Uh, you know, I mean, uh, I'm sorry, pencils and pens and all that stuff. And he had a deal. I don't know if you remember yep. the story about the first Super Bowl they won against the Rams. He went to Russia to sign a $4 billion deal with the Russians to supply them with paper plates, paper napkins, etc. Wow. And Putin tried yeah. on Robert Kraft's Super Bowl ring. He said, here, try it on. He tried it on. It fit perfectly. He kept it on the whole visit. Robert Kraft oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and Robert Kraft never asked for it back, and Putin still has it. And they did sign the $4 billion deal to get the papers over there, all the all the concessions and, uh, like I said, plastic No, I think the diplomats. I yeah, think exactly. Diplomat stepped in and got it back for him. Oh, he might have. Yeah, I don't know what the story was. I've never heard the final story. But he said yeah. take a $20,000 ring is worth that's a $4 billion dollar deal. There you oh, go. Yeah, that's, that's the so. difference. I think that's so. the ring for the $4 billion I think deal. So. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. 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 And he could. I think Kraft could have another ring made if he needs one. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, exactly. I think he has yeah. enough, yeah. you know. Yeah. You know, you people. I don't know. Being being a you know a wealthy owner, people people kind of get a little pissed off and jealous. But you know, this country was built on you know wealthy uh, wealthy guys like that. Mm-hmm. So, uh, well, yeah, there's two sides to that coin, of course, uh, with bankers yeah. and so forth back in the day. You know, uh, with the Rockefellers, and then of course during the Depression. But a lot of people nowadays, a lot of the owners. Uh, take a pride in doing a lot of uh, charity work and giving back. And the Patriots Foundation gives back a lot of money into this area and a lot of the players, too. You know, And they're, they're more proud of the fact that uh, uh, you know, Jackie, uh, oh, what's his name, Jackie's, uh, uh, the kid that plays here. Uh, oh, goodness, I can't even think of his name. Number 18. I got, I'm drawing a blank. Yeah, Slater. Uh, it's, it's Jackie Slater's son plays here. He won the yeah, Bright yeah. Star Award. This year, and uh, everyone is more proud of that up here than probably maybe one or two of the Super Bowl championships, pretty much, because uh, he is a class act, and uh, he does so much for the community up here. It's amazing uh, what he does. He's a team leader, and uh, it's you know it's when you get to see these players in action off the field sometimes, it really gives you an appreciation for what they do on the field, and uh, that's uh, cool, cool, yeah. He's a great young man. Matthew yeah, Slater, he's cool. a really great young man. Really is. Yeah. So, that being said, any predictions? Excellent. Anyone making predictions? Uh, are we getting close to prediction time, William? Yeah, we're getting near the end there. Uh, okay. I just want to kind of throw out <laughs> there, um, Brady versus this Montana. Brady versus Montana. So uh, mm-hmm. I guess I'll go to you, Andy. What's your take on that? Who's better? Who's the greatest? Well, I think you always have to go with the most recent guy, but it's never really a fair indication. I mean, how can you measure Jim Brown against players today? But in his day, you know, no one could touch Jim Brown. Right. So it's really like you do this in baseball all the time, but there's no way to make a fair comparison between someone today and someone in the 80s. 
Right. Well, the way to look at it, I look at it like this. Joe Montana never lost a Super Bowl. He was 4-0. He never threw an interception in a Super Bowl. And, you know, to his credit, he didn't play as long as Brady's been playing. Uh, but if it's 1A and 1, 1 and 1A, that's fine with a lot of people, even in this area. That was Joe Montana was Tom Brady's idol growing up. So, uh, But if he wins his fifth ring out of seven, I think going to seven Super Bowls right there, uh, is quite the you know obviously the accomplishment. Yeah, that that is achievement. quite the accomplishment. Yeah. You know, yeah, I would say. I like so. what, what what he said about um, you know you really can't compare because. Right. Um, I mean we like to compare because we got nothing else to do, but uh, yeah, we, right. we like to. <laughs> we're bored, right? <laughs> you know, uh, um, but you think about it. Some of the great quarterbacks who were on teams that weren't as good as this system. We almost call the Patriots a system or so the team because it keeps on going. I mean, the first – it was 2002, the 2001-2002 season when the Patriots beat the Rams. I mean, beat uh, beat the Rams. Uh, Oh, in the Uh, Super Bowl, yeah, but the Raiders game, that snowball game, a snowball game with the tuck rule. If you can think back to that tuck rule, had that tuck rule gone the other way and it had been a fumble for Oakland – Patriots would have lost that game, and Tom Brady yep. might have had to go back on the bench, and Drew Bledsoe might have been the starter for the last, you know, yeah. well, for the next four or five years, you know. Yeah, yeah and, and Tom so I'm saying, you know, it's been a, yeah, it's been a long run for the for the for the Patriots and and the system. Mm-hmm. You know, if we don't know what Montana would have been like in this system, we don't right. know what would. Miami, give me Miami, Miami. I'm losing my. Dan Marino. Dan Marino. Dan Marino. We don't know what Dan Marino would have been like in this system. You know, Bill Belichick is, or Bob Greasy, or Sonny Jurgensen. Come on. Right. Hey, a lot of great quarterbacks. He's one of the one of the greatest quarterbacks ever. I thought I heard a number the other day. Without championships. Yeah, there are still 13 teams in the NFL that have never won a Super Bowl. That's an awful lot. Cleveland. Yeah. Well, you can go on the list. Minnesota, Buffalo, there's a lot of teams. Minnesota, Buffalo. The Saints won. The Saints won. Yeah, the Saints have won. Just one. But that's enough for them. Yeah, just one. Atlanta. Cardinals. Yep. There you go. The Ram, yep. I would say the Rams. So, Patrick, oh, the Rams I'm going to throw this question out to you. What What do you think has been the best Super Bowl ever played? Oh, that's kind of that's. I can't. I can't even comment on that one. <laughs> there have been some great ones. <clears throat> yeah, I know well, the people, worst one. Well, people poke. Uh, What's that, the worst one? Uh, at the uh, Seattle, well, the Seattle Patriots won a couple of years ago. They say that one because it came down to that last play and. You know, yeah, that was a great. That was a good Super Bowl. Uh, I think the worst one was probably uh, the 55 to 10 49ers over Denver when Denver still wore those goofy looking helmets with the giant D. Yeah. Joe Montana had a field day. I don't even think he played in the fourth quarter. It was like 49 to 6 or 49 to 7 by then. Yeah, no, nah, there was yeah. one even I worse. in the first quarter. That was the yeah. worst. one was right. that? You're absolutely correct. Redskins and Raiders. Redskins, Denver. Oh, yeah, 39 to 8. No, Redskins, Raiders. Yeah. Oh, wow, yeah. Oh, of course, my favorite one is the Doug Williams Super Bowl. (laughs) Oh, yeah, Doug Williams. That was an amazing Super Bowl. That was the first Super Bowl in San Diego. Yeah, yep. And San Diego will never have another Super Bowl. And I've been to one there. Actually, I've been to two of them there, 1998 and 2003. 
Uh, that's a great city uh-huh. for a Super Bowl, but they won't have a Super Bowl because Jack Murphy Stadium, Qualcomm, whatever you call it, doesn't have the infrastructure. Doesn't have. They don't have enough restrooms. They don't have enough handicap accessibility. Uh, it's in a beautiful spot, Mission Valley, up that way, northern San Diego is gorgeous. But uh, they they just never redid the stadium over, and that's why the Chargers left to go to Los Angeles. They can't get a new stadium built there, and I don't know why. Poor guys. Poor guys. Yeah. So, but yeah, it's a great place for a Super Bowl, man, with the, with so many attractions and. Uh, with the zoo and the, and the waterfront and the hotels and the restaurants. I mean, it's a great spot. It's just too bad. Yeah, and the weather, of course, too. So, but. All right, yeah. let's get political okay, again. Why, 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 okay. why are we in such favor of making sure we have great football stadiums, but when you go to the inner cities, we don't seem to have the same interest in having great schools? Wow. You know, it's well. I, I have a comment about that. Now, you look at, like, gambling. They keep saying the gambling money is going to go to schools, and it never does. Right. You know, they keep building stadiums even though, you know, people voted down. I guess it's just the powers that be, unfortunately. I, I, I've always stressed my head about that. Yep. Well, we've had the state lottery here in Rhode Island since 1974, so that's, what, 43 years. And I don't think five yeah. cents of it – I don't think five cents of that lottery money – ever even went to buy a book or a computer mm, yeah. or a pencil or anything. And it's sad. It is tragic. That's, uh, again, that's a whole and Pandora's I've got box. To applaud, I've got to applaud the people of San Diego for saying no. You know, if the owner True. wants to build a stadium, that rich owner can build his stadium. You know, maybe mm-hmm. the city right. can give him some land. But as for the people of buying it, you know, we've done that in Maryland for years, and we get the people get screwed yeah. every time. Yeah. Well, I don't know the parameters of, of what happened in San Diego, but I know the NFL told San Diego charges, even San Diego, the city itself, will never give you another Super Bowl because it's just too much. They had problems with, like I said, the toilets. They had problems with the uh, handicap accessibility. The parking lot is huge. The stadium itself is big enough, and it's pretty, and it's natural grass and all that, but they just didn't have, uh, you know, like the new stadiums nowadays that they're building. Uh, you know, have all that stuff. So, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, that's sad. What's happening with What's happening with FedEx Field? The Redskins are looking for a new home. They're talking about moving to Virginia. I don't know why. That's kind of stupid. I think they need to build one in DC with where the Redskins belong. But they're talking about moving to Virginia. And that's kind of stupid. Might as well call them the Virginia yeah. Redskins. They're going to yeah. Yeah, well, it's no like the Giants and the Jets. I mean, you know, Northern Virginia and Maryland, you know, uh, identify with D.C. So even though it's technically not in D.C., a lot of the stadiums, Detroit's not actually in, De- you know, Detroit. Right, the stadium, yeah. Um, yeah. I say let them go. We got absolutely nothing out of that in Prince George's County, the suburb the stadium's in now, except for bad traffic eight Sundays a year. That's right. <laughs> yeah, that's right. The, stadium, the stadium sucks because you, you pile seats on top of the seats, and the seats are really small and narrow, and it's, uh, it's, it, was, it was boxed up to begin with. Well, yeah. I think okay, we we folks. put we put so much. Oh, is it time to go? No, no. Go ahead, go ahead. Oh, I was. Now I got something serious to say before I, we go. I, I've been, yeah, I've been, I've been to the to, to FedEx Field, and 
I had a great time there. They weren't winning, but I had a great time. And I think the discomfort that we put out about stadiums, you know, I think it's time to elevate our consciousness. You know, our humanity as people has got to rise above whether or not we're comfortable at a football stadium. And I think we forget that as sports fans. We get so wrapped up in our teams and everything, we forget that we've got a lot of work to do on our consciousness, our humanity, our spirituality, and and our growth as people. And I want to salute Colin Kaepernick for what he did this year. And whether people care about him voting or not, he put his neck out on the line. And I I, 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 I salute him and those that followed him. And and I don't put down the, the people who felt afraid to lose their job because I get that too. But I really want to salute that young man. Yeah, he's very yeah, brave. It's all about I, want the I want to salute him too. Very brave move. Yep. Yep. Very brave. Yep. yep. A, here, here. Have an opinion. Everybody's got an opinion. Okay, folks. Um, we're getting ready to kind of wrap things up a little bit. Um, so what we gonna how are we gonna do this? I'm gonna go right down the list here, and then we're gonna talk about uh, have everybody say a little bit about you know what you're working on, you know, acting, writing, whatever your profession is. And just give me a uh, prediction. Okay, Andy, we'll start with you. Well, first, I got it right. On Sunday, the Hallmark okay. Channel's putting up Kitten Ball 4 on Sunday at noon. <laughs> Everybody knows dogs rule and cats drool. Fortunately, Animal go, Planet brother. is coming back with a puppy bowl at 3 p.m. Oh, thank As God. Yeah, the be. biggest line on the puppy bowl is uh, two and a half bowls, I think. Great oh, game, wow. though. Great game. That's right. I'm still doing some writing. As I said, I'm going with the uh, defense and with the uh, Patriots. Score? I am looking for something in the 20s for both teams. Yeah. Okay. All right. Okay, David. Uh, yeah, actually, if you want a good read, I was just on the NFL.com website, and uh, they have all the analysts all making their predictions. And they're all a little mixed up here and there. A lot of former NFC guys are picking Atlanta, et cetera. But it's a good read, a lot of interesting little tidbits. Uh, I'm picking Patriots uh, like 32 to 28, uh, obviously a home call because I live here. Uh, but, uh, you know, I think they're, they're, they're hungry for this one. This may be the revenge bowl that everyone talks about. Uh, and just on a personal note, you know, I mo- many of you might know I'm a stand-up comedian. Uh, I also have uh, been writing some short stories. I've been published as a poet in the past, doing a little bit of acting here and there as well. I do a lot of voiceovers. And uh, if you want to check out my website, it's goombacomedy.com. It's G-O-O-M-B-A comedy.com. And, William, always a uh, pleasure. Thank you for the plug. And uh, look forward to uh, the game and hopefully talk after the game as well. Indeed. Okay, Patrick. Indeed. Well, um, I'm going to take uh, Atlanta because I said that the game is going to come down to the last one that scores. I think it's um, going to be in the high 20s, early 30s as far as points. And I'm going to pick uh, Atlanta 31-28 over the Patriots. And yep. I am definitely I am definitely um, an actor. My acting career blew up after I made the Hall of Fame when I retired. And um, just finished doing um, a true crime series 
on a new true crime series on TV One called uh, For My Woman, uh, episode 105. I played the feature role of Jesse Giles. Uh, did Criminals at Work on BET last year. Uh, Staking in Steel and Mile, episode 7. Uh, star role of Maurice Daly, a.k.a. Bear. And uh, do a, uh, I've done a couple of voiceovers, done a couple of black feature films. Um, for the 48 Hour Baltimore Film Festival, uh, you can look that up on uh, YouTube. It's called The Good Shepherd, played the star role of uh, Don DeFranco. He came in second place in the 48 Hour Baltimore Film Festival. Oh, cool! That's awesome. And if and if you want to look me up, uh, the book me uh, I'm on nine nine, the number, the, the word nine, and the number nine 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 dot com. And my, uh, I have about 84 pictures on there, my resume, and all of my work. And nice, look up Patrick, nice. Okay, Patrick Jerry. Cole. Patrick. Oh, go ahead, Patrick. Yeah, just look up Patrick Cole, and um, my talent number is 109-076. Excellent. Okay, Sherry. Oh, I'm writing. Um, we about to go back to filming on one of my projects that I'm producing. Um, I do a bunch of acting. It's it's a couple of projects I've been into. Um, some I can some I can't talk about. Some I can talk about. Um, but I'm just keep going every day. You know, that's all we can do is keep going every day. That's right. Okay, Brian. Hey, guys. Um, so my per- prediction for the Super Bowl, um, I honestly think Atlanta is going to be shell-shocked like we talked about. Um, Brady's got the experience. I think Atlanta's got the firepower. I think they'll hang in there for most part. But I got the Patriots up uh, 34-31 at the end. There's too much Tom Brady. There's too much experience. I like Matty Ice. I like his cool demeanor. Uh, and this is what I'm thinking, though. I'm thinking this, though. I give an asterisk by it to say if Julio Jones shows up, then Atlanta yeah. got a real shot at it. But but that that's turf, though, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah that he could be the, he's the X factor. There's no question about he's it. He's the X factor in this game, uh, like you guys talked about, because Julio is the straight beast. I haven't seen anybody like him since um, – um, Megatron, and right. that that whole situation is is another thing. That turf toe, if it, if it acts up, then Atlanta's going to have to fight tooth and nail to get that game going on one. Um, <clears throat> so that's my prediction: Patriots thirty-four, uh, Atlanta thirty-one. Rooting for the Falcons. Okay, Nico. Hey, hey, I'm not as yeah. good of a fortune teller as these guys and and ladies, but. Um, <laughs> I'm looking for a good game, and uh, I, I don't really do predictions because I, I, I don't do predictions. I'm out here in L.A. Uh, yeah. trying to get work as an actor. Uh, I teach acting every Saturday at the Good Life Academy. Uh, look up the goodlifeacademy.net. You'll find us there. And, um, you can find my work on you know, IMDb. 
And uh, I'm just trying to be a, a better human being. That's that's my thing in life right now, you know. And uh, I wanted to make a, uh, you know, money is great. I want to make much more money, but uh, I have a great life out here. You can find me every Sunday playing drums at the Venice Beach Drum Circle. Nice. Awesome. 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 Thanks for having me, William. Absolutely. It's a pleasure to have everybody on. So uh, let me give my prediction. Uh, but uh, before I do, uh, we had another actor out there, uh, Debbie Keith Scott. Shout out to him. And uh, he predicts uh, New England uh, 27 to 21. So as far as my take, I think Belichick, uh, love him or hate him, he's a genius. And he always excels at uh, shutting out the team's, other team's best players. So Julio Jones, I think, may, may have a long day in I think uh, Brady's the maestro, so I predict that New England will win the ball game, thirty-one to thirty. Yes, indeed. All right, sounds good. I All appreciate right. that. All right. <laughs> Thanks for having me. All right, everybody, boys. have a good year. Happy New Year. Peace. Have a, enjoy the game. All right. Thank you, Wayne. All right. All Take right. care, everybody. Thanks, Thank Will. You. Later, guys. Okay. Yep. Good luck. Blessings, to everybody. Okay. Good night. Okay. All right, folks out there in Radio Land, remember to do something for your career every single day. And just remember to break a leg, folks. Good night.